0: hey this is obes and this is cha and this is run the play the podcast that's sports sports and more sports mm-hmm. basketball and football mostly but if there's anything crazy happening in the wide world of sports we'll talk about it cha what do we have up first
1: First up, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, officially signed into law SB 206, the Fair Pay to Play Act, which now, well, I guess in three years when it goes into officially goes into action, uh, players will be uh, able to make money off of their image and likeness. And not only that, it seems like a bunch of other states in the United States are trying to follow suit with their own version of the Fair to Pay to Play Act. So what do you think of this?
0: I like it a lot. Um, one thing that... Um, one of the one of the legitimate concerns I've seen posed about paying players is if the school pays the players, you run into Title IX issues. Because Title IX says, among other things, that you can't give a benefit to a male sport if you don't give that same benefit to uh, the female sport. So with something like basketball, if you're going to pay men's basketball players, you have to pay women's basketball players. If you pay men's hockey players, you have to pay women's hockey players baseball softball so on and so forth um and there's just not the money to do that honestly to be able to pay and it's not just the money but it's like the these sports don't all generate the same amount of money the olympic sports for the most part do not generate a profit they're actually um cost centers for these schools so swimming at most schools does not bring in money um track and field at most schools does not bring in money your heavy hitters for money are basketball and football. So it's difficult in that regard to be able to pay every student athlete if the school was were the ones doing it. Well, would you have to now, pay every student athlete? Or, or was it just that if you pay bas- male
1: basketball players, you have to play women's basketball players?
0: I think you would eventually have to pay everybody if, if it's the school doing it. Mm. But but what what these fair pay-to-play acts or bills, some in, in the California's case now state law are trying to accomplish is that you can't block uh, students from getting paid off NIL rights, which is name, image, and likeness. Mm. And I think that is at least what should be done. Because literally any other student and this is the other part that gets me. People always say, well these are student athletes, right? They shouldn't be they shouldn't be getting paid. They're they're students literally every other student on campus is allowed to get paid off of their NIL rights. Mm -hmm. So why is it that, and then uh, baseball players and hockey players are allowed to play minor league baseball and hockey and still maintain their eligibility to play in college. So why is it that the football and basketball players are not allowed to do the same? Literally every other student on campus can do this. Which quick side note, now that you mentioned that, I'm
1: I'm now imagining a lot of um NCAA basketball players playing minor league bas- um, some type of minor league basketball over the summer. Now that like you the mentioned the HBL. Yeah, ooh, yep. Now now that you hey, mentioned now Hey, hey, shout,
0: shout out, out to Andy. <laughs> shout out to HBL. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Andy for real. Andy Schwartz, co founder of the HBL. Uh but what one thing that I that I do like about this. Is because it's not not just football and basketball players that are not allowed that have not been allowed to profit off their NIL rights. It's like all the swimmers, yeah, swimmers, gymnasts, people that become Olympic heroes. Think about your Michael Phelps, who was who was a a student at the University of Michigan while he when he was uh, first breaking out to the scene as the greatest swimmer of all time, was not allowed to swim for Michigan because he was getting paid by Speedo and other sponsors. He forfeited his. Uh, his amateur status, which I you look would at same some thing. I mean, same, yeah, <laughs> same damn thing. And really, and really, the reason he was at Michigan is because his coach was the coach at Michigan, mm. so he was there so he could train. But I mean, I think it would have been pretty cool to see Michael Phelps for make <laughs> just to, just just to see how crazy <laughs> like the the records he would have set would have been. That He's okay. like beating yeah, yeah. people by like five lengths of the pool. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I would have loved it. I think I would have been the biggest swimming fan. <laughs> I would have been like, like it would have been like must see TV. Michael Phelps is swimming against eighteen year olds. It would have been great. <laughs> and you look at somebody like what's 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 my what's my what's my home girl's name? It's from Houston, the gymnast, uh, Simone Biles. Yes, yeah, Simone Biles. Sugarland, she's sugar college land. age. She 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 could be at UH right now. She wouldn't she, be, but she, nah, but she, she, she could be at UH. Right? She'd be did at, we at some have SEC a program. program at UH. uh actually, I actually have no idea. I feel like we don't. So probably, probably, probably not. Actually, yeah. No, she wouldn't be at UH. No. But she, would be at some SEC program like Auburn or something, or Georgia that has like those, or UCLA that's like top notch, top 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 notch. I'd be at UCLA gymnastics programs. Yeah, UCLA is pretty yeah. dope. L. Yeah. Uh, Westwood. But that, I mean, the, the, that's something that these that these kids should be allowed to do. Yes, and also be allowed to make money off of their Olympic exploits or whatever exploits. I remember Joel Anderson, who hopefully will hear this and one day be on the show, talked about who are like some of the top athletes that would have been like really raking it in from like local endorsements had they had their rights when they were in school. Vince Young, the first, the first one that comes to mind. First one that comes to mind is actually one that that Joel talked about, which mm. is Johnny Manziel. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Manziel, white superhero quarterback <laughs> for A and M. <laughs> the way, would have been on all the billboards Man. making all the money on all the car dealerships because he was always Ooh. in the top car anyway when he was at AM. Although the, the story was that his family was rich, that's why he had those. I've heard conflicting reports, but that's neither here nor there. Tim Tebow would have been raking it in at Florida and Gainesville. Jason White, when he was at Oklahoma, Heisman Trophy winner, he yeah. would have been raking it in. Um, Matt Leinert, when he at USC. Reggie Bush at USC, Vince mm-hmm. Vince Young, like you said. Think about Derek King. Last year Bro. he was going fifty touchdowns. He, he would have been in every commercial, on all the billboards.
1: They would have they had some fifty for fifty or something like that. Some type of some type of uh of coupon dealer, some type of um some type of car. You know, it it'd probably be like fifty down, fifty off, or something like that. I don't even know. There, there would have been something. There would have been some. like with,
0: you, with you, 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 you would, have seen like fifty cent wing uh, promotions. Yes, d- 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 the Eric d- 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 King, King U- 50, A- fifty cent
1: wings. wings. Hold up, the Eric King fifty cent wings. King fifty cent wings. That's right, Boy, shoot, man, you
0: would have seen it. You would have seen it all over the all over the city. Man, I'm excited. And I would have been in there.
1: I would have been in that thing. I, w- I would have got lemon. pepper. I don't even like lemon pepper. I would got lemon pepper wings though for fifty cent wings. If the Eric King like lemon pepper, shoot, I would have got it. I would have got it,
0: but you know absolutely. What? I would have been in there. Derrick King, fifty cent wings, no question. <laughs> and you, like I said, you would have seen all over the city. It would have been lit. But no players don't have their nil rights right now. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know what? Let's
1: let's uh pivot over into some of the um other states that I'm thinking about um or oh, actually yeah. drafting it up. You know, um. The- uh, so
0: look, so look at this list. My favorite mm-hmm. one of the list that you sent over is the Sports Illustrated uh, published is New York, because New York... Mm. So just like these other ones talking about, you know, NIL rights. But New York also... Let me pull it up. New York also has an amendment that will require college athletic departments to give a 15% share of annual revenue to student-athletes, which would be divided equally.
1: I like that.
0: I like that. So think about it. If if a school makes a billion dollars, which is what... um. The NCAA, NCAA or nc two-way, as I say in California, made last year. Just, just, just for illustrative, illustrative purposes, fifteen percent of a billion is one hundred fifty million. You spread that over. I don't know how many student athletes are at a college. <laughs> call, call it a thousand students. I, that's probably too many. Uh, however many it is, let's call it a thousand. Let's do some quick maths. One hundred fifty. Million. 150, by 000, 1, 000. baby. 150,000. 150,000. 150 baby. You could do something <laughs> with God that.
1: Goddamn, 100,000. Come on now.
0: Come and people on. people won't talk about, oh, you shouldn't give young people that much money because they'll blow it. Fam, you give old people that much money, they blow it. You know how many people make six figures right now? And blow it? And, and, uh, you <laughs> can't, like, blow it. Don't know how to manage that money correctly. It's nothing with your age. It's about, your ability. to as a matter of fact, make make them take classes that they should be taking anyway. Uh, <laughs> financial financial literacy courses. Or just like you know, personal yeah, personal finance. I took a class
1: like that, and I'm great with my money now. Because honestly, I didn't. I, I thought I knew how to manage my money before that, but I really didn't. I took that class. I'm great with my money, man. I'm so great with my money. I thought I was doing something wrong, because I was like, I must be missing something. This is too easy. You know, and you too can that feel hard. that. Yeah, you too can feel that way. I mean, if you don't, if you don't already know, just like, um, there's definitely classes that I'm sure in your local community center or whatever you can take it, and you will learn a lot, and you'll be really good. You'll really understand how it all works. But I digress.
0: Automate, automate your your money once you have enough of it to do so. Automate yes. your life with it, with regards to money. So the you water. can spend whatever and not feel bad because you already saved. Anyway, <laughs> like you said. There, <laughs> that that I think that's great. <laughs> that is fifteen percent. Now so, <laughs> every school is not making a billion dollars off athletics. That was just for illustrative purposes. But you see how that is a much more fair for the athlete if they're getting that kind of money. And Syracuse might that, actually that, that, that the school is bringing you know in. be good again. Um. So color- think about think, think about uh what <laughs> like the, the type of schools that could be big time. If all of a sudden the kids can make money off their off their NIL rights, uh, Houston, SMU might finally dig themselves yeah. out of that hole they've been in for thirty years.
1: Yeah, I don't even like Dallas like that. I don't like SMU like that. But I would love to see a rivalry SMU Houston, where both those schools are like powerhouses just we going wouldn't out. even have to go
0: into the Big Twelve nope. if we
1: could if we could if these kids get their NIL rights. Hell yeah! And we, shoot, I, and as a matter of fact, think about all the teams in the American Conference. Think about like Cincinnati. Memphis, uh like Temple. Central Florida, Temple. South Florida. Uh, South Although Florida. South Florida not so much
0: because they'd be competing as Miami. Yeah, but, but sens- Temple, that's that they they could finally be not on equal footing with Penn State said they still have all that tradition. Yeah. But But then Philly uh Happy Happy Valley, State College, Pennsylvania is very far from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes. I promise you there's more endorsement opportunities in Philadelphia than in state college. Yes. Absolutely, like American Commerce. Plus, you don't have to. You don't have to go to state college.
1: Pennsylvania. Honestly, like if if the American did it right, which they have some pretty good TV deals and all that stuff, American Commerce could be like a powerhouse within like a decade if they did. If they all did it right, if they all worked in tandem with each other and did it right, especially it if the like, if, 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 if the players had NIL rights. Yes, that's what I mean. So like, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be exciting. The now the state that interested me was uh, just randomly was Colorado. Because it, it, to me it was like almost like Colorado saw that the California school was passed that that thing, or it was going to be enacted on the California schools, and they kind of looked ahead and been like, "Oh yeah, yo yo, 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 we left the Big Twelve for a reason. We want to stay with y'all. All right, let 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 us get in on this, just in case y'all decide to break away, we'll break away right with y'all." I, I feel like that's how I feel like happened there. You know, I could be wrong. You know, but that that's that's my thinking. There you know,
0: I just it's just it's interesting. Andy said this. When he was on the show, he said that once California passed this, it'd be basically like a domino effect for other states to get something like this on the books as well. Because, and you know, there, there's there's college sports, there's people that played sports in all these state legislatures. Honestly, it's something that a friend of the show, Boston Jerry, said the other day. He said that most people in the state legislatures and even like your local Congress, congressional, representative are people that are like local celebrities and who is a local celebrity usually superstar college athlete or in the state of texas big time high school athlete all these people are very familiar with recruiting and the advantages that california would have if it's illegal for the ncaa to kick people out because they're making money off their nil rights yeah. So like, we can't let California get all these kids. They yeah, have to come to I'm, our school. Our I'm school waiting today.
1: for Texas to do it. I'm I'm surprised that they haven't already talked about it, because you know it's coming.
0: Well, they've got other things to worry about. The Republicans are scared to death that <laughs> not, not 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 that this is a political podcast, but the Republicans are scared to death that the Democrats are going to take over the state house, and they only need they only need nine seats, and a lot of people are looking shaky. So they've got <laughs> they've, they've got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> Put, i promise you texas texas is definitely thinking about this and i guarantee you you know what i'm saying Gov- governor uh nope no, no i'm not gonna make that nickname our governor is def- definitely has his his eye on on the proverbial prize when it comes to this so as much as he might not like it because a state like california his arch nemesis is doing this he's gonna have to or otherwise he's gonna watch all these, these texas kids go to California and Florida and all these other state schools. So, mm. so next up, I want to talk
1: about Penny Hardaway. You know, coach yes. of coach of Memphis basketball, as well as you know, legendary basketball player. You mm-hmm. know,
0: little Penny ads. You know, all that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So. You had sent me an article earlier about how Penny Hardaway put Memphis on the map. I did not read that article, although I do know I do know a fair bit about about Penny Hardaway's career starting from so he's from Memphis. hmm That's where it all started. He's from Memphis. He played at University of Memphis. But actually, back when he was playing at Memphis, it was still called Memphis State. To show you how long ago he was at Memphis. he was in college playing, just destroying people. Looking like looking like an athletic Magic Johnson with a jump shot. Man, that's really what he was. Like he was, he was that cold. Like he was, like dunking on people. He's like a, he's like six, seven point guard, dunking on people, hitting fadeaway jumpers, crazy no look passes, slick nineties handle. Like he, he was incredible. He was incredible. So he goes plays at Memphis State, gets them into the tournament because they had been trash before him. And then all of a sudden, matter of fact, he was academically ineligible his freshman year. He had to sit out his freshman year and then he was finally able to play as a sophomore and he just set the world on fire at Memphis. <laughs> then, you know, he plays for the Magic with Shaq. They're dominant. He unfortunately has some injuries, which cut his career short. He gets into AAU coaching and high school coaching, wins three state championships. And now he is the head coach at Memphis. They won 22 games last year, they made it to the NIT, and now they've got the number one recruiting class. And America coming in, including the number one player in the country, James Wiseman, coming in. And there's to a bunch of other five-stars and former four- and five-star transfers. Memphis is loaded, honestly. Coming in, they're probably, if not the favorite, they're like co-favorites with UH, depending on if, if Quentin Grimes is eligible for UH this year. Their favorites are co-favorites with UH to win the American Conference. American Conference is right there in terms of being like top-heavy with Memphis, at least on paper. N U H, UConn, Cincy, like those four schools can match with basically any any program, uh, any any conference in America. We don't have the depth, let's say, like the Big Ten or the ACC have, or the Big Twelve even to, to a lesser extent. But those four schools, I think, are going to be really good this year. But you look at what what Penny Hardaway has been able to do, at least in terms of recruiting. He hasn't really proven as his, his coaching chops just yet. He's only coached like 30 games at uh, as a college coach. But he's shown an ability to recruit. A lot of those kids that he's gotten are people that either he coached in high school or played for his AAU program. And that program still exists. He's set up something of a pipeline. He's shown the ability to get the kids in there. And if they can win, if they, like if Memphis gets to the Final Four this year, Elite Eight, something like that, I think it's only the, the sky's the limit. Because that's where he wants to be, is Memphis. If he can show that he's a good coach to match his recruiting prowess, Memphis is going to be a problem for UH and for the rest of for the rest of the nation, really, for the years to come. We've already seen when uh, John Calipari was there, how successful he was in getting kids to Memphis. Now you've got somebody who's like a local legend who's actually recruiting on that level, even maybe even a bit better than when Jim Calipari was there. So... Really, depending on how this season goes, Scott could be the limit for Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers. Sure, couldn't say it better myself. Like literally,
1: because I don't, I don't follow college basketball like that.
0: Yeah, I remember when we were kids, I'd be reading sports stuff, and Dad was like, "Shouldn't you be reading some kind of science article?" And now, <laughs> I'm sitting here just like I didn't read any of that article. That's just stuff that I know. <laughs> <laughs> People was like, why do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was perusing, you know, the
1: different sports websites, I, I, I come, came across an ESPN soundbite. It was, it was Fein, Paul Feinbaum and Dan Olofsky talking about, uh, you know, the top four in college football right now. And something came, something that was interesting to me when uh, they both were like, they both agreed that Clemson is not one of the top four teams. I have sound here from uh, Dan Orlovsky right here.
0: The the conversation as we get to the back end
1: of the year is the, the best team versus the most deserving team when it comes to the college football playoff, right? They're not one of the four best teams in football, in college football right now. It, it probably because we've undervalued the losses from last year's team. And that's why it's not a lifetime achievement award. This was a team last year that had four defensive linemen that were absolute stars. They had Hunter Renfro that was a reliable player. And right now, they haven't been able to replace those pieces to be those bet, one of those four best teams. I would say maybe not even a fifth best team. Four defensive linemen gone and Hunter Renfro. Those guys were impactful players, huge players for that football team. And, that, and we're starting to see or at least we've seen in the first month that Clemson is still finding their way with how to replace those guys. So, Obes, do you agree with uh, that assessment or how do you feel about this?
0: Oh, I absolutely agree. I, I tweeted, I was i was kind of trolling, kind of not, <laughs> that I, that uh, Clemson has looked pretty average this year for given how talented they're supposed to be, given how good their quarterback is supposed to be. we talked about the reasons why. On the previous episode this week. Mm-hmm. And they just do not look very good <laughs> against teams that have a pulse. Like they should have blew out North Carolina. They should have blew out AM. They should not be have been struggling as either one of those teams. They didn't they didn't get over 30 points against either of those teams. Scored 24 against AM and scored 21 against North Carolina. They had to come back against North Carolina. What is that about? I don't know. But they're definitely not one of the four best. If the if the playoff were selected today, like Clemson's ranked number two, in both polls. But if the if the if the college football playoff poll were out today, there's no way they'd be in the top four. They've looked trash by their by their standards. Ohio State would blow their doors off right now. Alabama would beat them right now. Honestly, if, if you had to pick right now, there'd be three SEC teams and Ohio State in the in the college football playoff. It'd be Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Ohio State. Clemson's just not very good right now. They need to figure it out. And what the the trolling thing that I mentioned, I said that, I I said it, I didn't say it. I said Florida State might. Uh, Florida State's looked pretty good, even though they blew fourth quarter leads, in both their losses. They had those fourth quarter leads against Boise State and Virginia. They just kind of ran out of gas for whatever reason. Well, I know why. They decided that they had enough points. They didn't. But <laughs> they had those leads. They have really good athletes. They have really good quarterback play right now. It's not. A, and they're, <laughs> I, would, I would venture to say they're better than North Carolina is. So if Clemson keeps playing like trash the way they have. Florida State. And we're not at the pick stage yet, but. That might get interesting on Saturday. I'll say that much. What do you think? Shoot,
1: I mean, I I, I can't put them in the top four right now. I'm not. I'm not sure how. I'm. Not, I don't know if I kick them out of the top six necessarily right now. But they haven't proven to me like Ohio State to me is the number two team in the nation. Because I mean, they they just be they just be blowing people's doors off. Like they, they might start slow, but they're gonna drop like fifty on your head. That's what they are shown to me. So that's a cold team. Alabama, cold team. You know. Uh who are uh, Georgia. Like I said, Georgia got them running backs. Georgia got them running backs, I told you that. They, 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 that that's a cold team. I just don't I, I it is it, teams I, I put ahead of them. That's the that's the real thing for me. Like I I'm not They're not where I'm gonna say they're necessarily overrated necessarily, but I just think that other teams are maybe being underrated at this point, and by default it's like you gotta have to put, there's other teams out to put over them right now Uh, but yeah, I I do want to see that, I I heard you talking about I heard people kind of getting on you about you picking uh, Florida State to potentially beat Clemson and so I'm kind of interested in that Uh, I I don't know about that but that, that would be an interesting game to watch it's now time for everybody's favorite segment we talking about what college football week six pick them
0: mm-hmm that that's right that's the name that's the name of the segment for sure Pick 'em. them because we can't say the actual word them because it's copyrighted. We could probably say it just not after saying college football like if I just said pick them by itself that's probably fine. But I if you say college say, f- football f- in right, can't say that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a it, it's a bad word. Yes, it is. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> All times central daylight time. Remember that. UCF at Cincinnati. Number eighteen UCF at Cincinnati. This Friday, seven PM ESPN prime time. Who you got?
0: You said UCF first who? Cincinnati. I like Cincy. Now they got blown out by Ohio State, but they've been pretty strong against everybody else. They have a really good defense. Their offense is pretty good as well. Although you know what, they struggle against UCLA. UCF just got uh, knocked back to earth a little bit, though. So now UCF. Going UCF. (laughs) Yeah, I was say didn't UCF win last week? No. Yeah. Was they, that last week they won? Then they lose? They, they I know
1: they lost a game this year. They lost to Pittsburgh two weeks ago. Last week they <laughs> that's they, <right>. they, <laughs> they lost to Pitt. <laughs> Pitt who almost lost to Delaware.
0: Yes. Shout out UD. Oh, uh, that's that's hilarious. Yes. I forgot uh, yeah, yes, that yeah, that's that they
1: lost too No, nah, U C F gonna win that. I'm sorry. No, you UCF got that. UCF needs to stop oh. acting like they're a power five team and then like and treat these teams with respect that they're playing so they don't lose any well, games. They, they, they gave up three touchdowns to Connecticut, though. That's a lot of touchdowns That's to give up to Connecticut. Touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns to give to Connecticut. They, they, they didn't stop playing around. Like I, I bet you when they play ranked teams, they they'll still they'll still like give them that work. But they acting like they acting like they better than they are. That's what I'm gonna say. Here,
0: here's the thing, okay? So since he went to UCLA, no, I'm sorry, that wasn't that was since he. So they beat UCLA 24-14 week one. They lose Ohio State forty-two nothing, but Ohio State has done that to literally everybody they've played. Yes, they they beat Miami of Ohio thirty-five to thirteen, then they just beat Marshall at Marshall fifty-two to fourteen. Okay, so you haven't given me any impressive wins so far on that list, in my opinion. Well, I don't think UCF has any impressive ones either. They beat Stanford, who's shown to be trash. They lost to Pitt, mm-hmm. and they just gave up twenty-one points to hapless UConn. Well, I guess we're gonna
1: see then, because both maybe now the team has an impressive win yet. We're gonna see. Maybe, maybe this would be each team's first impressive win. We'll, we'll, one, of the, one of the teams, obviously. So we'll see. 7 p.m. ESPN. I don't know why I'm promoting them like that. I don't. I don't work for them. <laughs> Iowa, number 14. Iowa at number 19. Michigan. 11 a.m. At the time, it was. I don't know what channel it was, so I don't have a channel. So y'all just gonna have to Google that or look on your TV guide. I assume you have TV Guide on your TVs because that's what everybody got. If you don't got it, I apologize. I'm sorry for you. Uh, It's on Fox.
0: It's on Fox? It's on Fox for the record. Who
1: you you got?
0: You know what? The last time these two teams played Iowa won, 14-13. That was in (laughs) 2016. I expect it's going to be that kind of game again, honestly. (laughs) Ew. It's at at, at the big house. You know, Michigan has not been great this year. Iowa just beat the doors off. I mean, it's middle Tennessee State, but I mean, you, they did what they were supposed to do against middle Tennessee. They should have lost the. they probably would have lost to Iowa State had, you know, <laughs> El Asico things not happened in El Asico. <laughs> I just, I just have, I'd have trouble seeing Iowa win in this game, though. Although I'll tell you what, this is the kind of game they win. You know, they come in, people underestimate them a little bit. And all of a sudden they just pulling out because Michigan is favored by three and a half. Oh, uh, see that that's what that that there it is right there. So Iowa,
1: first of all, is always looking forward to playing Michigan. I don't know what it is about it because they're not really rivals like that. They're just like conference rivals, but not like really rivals like that. But they always look forward to playing Michigan for some reason. And then they always they always they're always like a, a major unddo no matter what year it is, no matter really matter how well or poorly Michigan's playing, they always pick Michigan over Iowa. And you know what, Iowa is looking for their respect, and I feel like they've been they've marked this game on their calendar now the, if we get a, an a Iowa that comes afraid to play, they're gonna lose uh they're they gonna lose by a couple of scores. But if Iowa comes fearless, like I know they can come fearless, you know. They uh they they play with that two high safes like they they that they usually do. I think Iowa wins this game. I think I think they got it. I that that's me though. I think I think Iowa's gonna win this game. And bye. I say by touchdown. Iowa by touchdown. Not unreasonable. Yeah. So two thirty on CBS. We got number seven Auburn at number ten, Florida. That two thirty lineup is always
0: something special. I don't know what it is, but who you got? Auburn versus Florida. So Auburn has actually beaten some good teams this year. I don't I don't think Florida's good. <laughs> this, that, I haven't seen anything from Florida make me think that they're any good. They barely beat a trash Miami team. Yeah. They they probably should have lost to Kentucky. Had because they, they insisted on playing Felipe Franks, even though he was the third best quarterback on the roster.
1: Yeah, I, I behind, thought... em,
0: behind Emory Jones and Kyle Trask, who's Kyle Trask is now the starter. Yeah, I thought that if they switched out Felipe Franks, I thought they'd be better. And they did, and they have been. Okay, there you go. They beat Tennessee thirty-four to three. Now Tennessee is not good, but like I like I've been saying, you should blow out teams that are not good, and that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. And they just and they just shut out Towson thirty-eight to nothing. So, don't score enough I, points. Yeah, so they beat they beat uh, UT Martin forty-five to nothing. But other than that. They have not. There's. They haven't scored over 40 except for that one game. Like you should. You should put up 60 in the first half against a team like Towson. Yeah, and they're out here. They had to kick a field goal. 38 nothing. Yeah, I hmm. don't. I don't. I don't feel no, good about Florida. I don't trust on that. that. One. Nope. Nah. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Whereas, so LSU had a, a bit of a struggle against Tulane for whatever reason. A team that UH scored pretty easily on. All well, until till the end. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but but they beat they mm-hmm. beat Oregon. They beat AM. And they put up fifty plus on both Kent State and Mississippi State. So Oregon, I think, of the two of the out of the two, they've definitely played a harder schedule. They've played better. I I think I like I like Auburn. Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of an easy pick for me. Auburn's only favored by three. I like I like Auburn nah. more than that. Like, I, yeah, I like Auburn by 10. I, yeah, I about to say, I like Auburn by like a score
1: and a half. Yeah. I absolutely like Auburn by a score and a half. If not it two is at,
0: It is at Florida, though. The knockoff field goal. Auburn by a touchdown. Oh, nah,
1: I don't care. I don't care where it's at. I don't care where it's at. I got Auburn by like two scores. Let's get it. No, So, I have... Northwestern and Nebraska, 3 p.m. Is that on Fox as well? Because it was to be determined when I looked this morning. Let's
0: take a look. But
1: I have Northwestern and Nebraska because those are two interesting teams in the Big Ten right now where they, like, give teams problems, but then they ultimately end up losing. And so I'm trying to figure out which which team is, like, I don't know, which team is actually bad and which team is going to just be a a pest for somebody Cause, somebody in the Big Ten is gonna lose to one of these teams, and that has
0: no business losing to one of these teams. And so that's what's interesting. Here's mm-hmm. here's what's interesting about Nebraska. They've basically gotten through the hard part of their schedule. Mm-hmm. They had two like penciled. Now they did lose to Colorado, but they had two penciled in losses on their schedule. I would say they they were for sure gonna lose to Ohio State, which they did. They got blown out forty eight to seven. And then they have to play Wisconsin, but they get Wisconsin at home. And Wisconsin is not that nice. And Wisconsin's going to have to play Michigan State before they play Nebraska. So they'll be beat up by that point. So, really, I'm looking at the schedule. Nebraska plays Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana, Purdue, Wisconsin, Maryland, Iowa. Iowa will be tough at the end, but I mean, they, they usually play Iowa tough. That is kind of an easy run right there. They could win out, honestly. But if they lose Northwestern. Matter, matter, matter of fact, if they hadn't lost to Colorado, I would say they would do a worse nine and three with this with this season schedule. They still might do that. Because they're gonna, they're gonna drop one of those games pro- out of Wisconsin or Iowa. Probably Wisconsin. But they like if they won out, it would not surprise me at all. I think it would surprise me. I think it would.
1: You know what? I'm gonna pick Northwestern. Nah, I got Nebraska. I'm going to pick Northwestern. You actually know what? It's at Nebraska. So if Northwestern does win, it'd probably be like a field goal or something, but it'd probably be really close. If it was at Northwestern, I'd be more confident in that pick. But I'm going to go with Northwestern. I don't believe in Nebraska.
0: I don't think I have a good team. I think, I don't think they're quote unquote good. (laughs) But I, but I, I think they're, I think they're better than Northwestern. I, th- I think they, I think they're gonna have, they're gonna finish season nine and three, which is what I always pick for Nebraska to do because that's what they do. They win nine games a year historically, so I like, I like Nebraska in that one. Okay. Now, prime
1: time, six thirty on ABC. Prime yes, number twenty five, Michigan State back in the rankings, at yes. number four, Ohio State. And mm-hmm. the former ho- horse, is it still the horseshoe? It's still, still the horseshoe. Them? It All closed
0: right. it, but it's still called the horseshoe. All right. Who you got? Now, as much as I'd like to pick Michigan State, I'm not stupid. Uh, <laughs> you rude. Listen, <laughs> listen. We've been watching Ohio State. Let me go through the, the, their season so far, right? They've been destroying people. Somehow, somehow Florida Atlantic scored 21 points against Ohio State. Oh, they scored 15 in the fourth quarter after Ohio State had taken everybody out. Because mm. so Ohio State scored four touchdowns in the first quarter and basically put on cruise control after that. Okay. Then they shut out Cincy 42-0. Mm-hmm. Then they beat Indiana 51-10. to 10. Although Indiana did not have the quarterback that played against Michigan State and led up Michigan State. So it was a different yeah. Indiana team. But still, 51-10. to 10. Then they beat Miami of Ohio seventy six to five, yeah. And then they just beat Nebraska at Nebraska forty eight to seven. True, 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 true. So this is gonna be this is definitely the best team that they would have played so far this year. Michigan State, mm-hmm. they get them at home, but look, Michigan State, Michigan State is actually a twenty one point underdog. I think that's too much. Yeah, it, it it all depends on what Michigan State team we
1: see, right? Because we saw last week, Michigan State actually played well on offense. Played very well But then the defense just decided they weren't going to show up. Like, like in the third quarter, Michigan State only got the ball one time. Like we, we said this on,
0: on Monday. For two minutes. Yes.
1: Yeah. But, like, but I feel like they would have broke 40 points that game if they had gotten more possessions. They didn't have enough possessions to score enough. But they mm-hmm. played very well. We've seen the defense play very well. So it's like, if we can just get them two things to come together, I think they can definitely be competitive against Ohio State. I think one thing I've noticed at Ohio State, uh, I've seen them start slow in a few games that they probably had no business starting slow in. Now, in this, that second quarter, come around, they they drop that. <laughs> he might drop thirty points on you. But if if we can get Ohio, if if Ohio State comes out starting slow and Michigan State can come out hot, then I think it it, it can be a close game. I think it, it's a toss up. If Ohio State obviously if Ohio State comes out hot, Michigan State comes out slow, it's gonna be a blowout. That's that's for real. Cause I've seen that. I've seen yes. that story. I've seen that story. I've seen that story. Well, it right. don't matter who Michigan State is playing. If it's like if it's Alabama, Ohio State, or whomever. If that team comes out hot, and Michigan State comes out slow, it's gonna be a blowout because wow. Michigan State is not great at coming out of a deep hole. They don't have the off. They don't really historically they don't have the offense that to do that. They they kind of go slow. So, but if I, if Michigan State can come out hot, I think it's to me it's a toss up. I can't really. I'm not going to side either way. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, the, the favorite leads to Ohio State because they have more room for error. They have a, a, a better team, more talented team. But Michigan State, I think, has the talent to beat
0: them, though. So, we'll see. like Ohio State by uh 14.
1: All right. That's, that's understandable. And this concludes college football. <laughs> week six. I don't want to say this is checkmate. But this is a major problem for the NC2A. Well, this in this California. Is, this is the number one reason why we've created this platform.
0: To be able to have moments like this where we got the governor of California signing a bill to allow athletes in college. So, this has been another episode of I almost said the chicken social of run the play. That's right. Sports, sports, more sports, all of that. Follow us on Twitter at the CS pod, or you can get a jump on following us on like the official account, run the play pod, which is spelled exactly the way you think it is. No tricky spelling here. Ciao, where can people find you at? Instagram, Twitter at Cha is nuclear.
1: You already know. Catch me on both of those. Catch me you on your IG story. Catch me on your daily tweets. Um, that's not even a thing, but, you know, just 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 look at my page daily. And I, there, there goes your daily tweets. NuclearKite.com. You can check out my work. I make music. I do other things, too. And you can look at it on there. I got a new album out called Mind of a Recluse. You can listen to it now. Streaming for free on my website. You can also download it from my website. All that. Check out my man, a Chasing Zs. He's also on NuclearGuy.com. His work is on there. Check him out as well. And yeah, produce this show. Produce a lot of things. We do it. I do everything. I do a lot of things. Check me out.
0: Bet. So for Cha, this is Obes. This is Run the Play. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.